Just listen to the silence here. You hear almost nothing. There's some ducks in the distance on the water. I hear the wind. And very far away, I can see a road with tiny little cars, not that many. And I can barely hear them. This is such a difference with the normal circumstances here. I'm standing on a dike. And here on my right is the Nijkerker Nau, which is actually part of an inner sea. And on the other side of the water, I can see a part of land that was that was brought to the surface in a certain way. So most of that land is below sea level, except for the outer rim. And they cultivated that land and created forests and uh, tulip, mostly tulip fields. A little bit further on the horizon, I can see the windmills that are used to generate energy. And here you can hear some more, some more ducks here. But this is extraordinarily quiet because normally this would be part of the uh, approach itinerary for a lot of airplanes that are going to land in Schiphol Airport, which is up north. And so on any time of the day, you would have airplanes flying around here. And I know this because I've been filming here in the past many times. And it was so hard to have these few minutes of silence without airplane noise so that I could do my stand-ups. Now, I literally only see one plane. And it's very high up in the sky. There is a trail that it leaves behind. And there are two other older trails of airplanes. And that's it. All because, of course, most of the airplane traffic has halted because of the corona situation. And it's almost as if you hear the silence so much more than ever before. And this is actually literally true. I'm uh, currently on a walk, like a, 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 a like a three, four hour walk. But before I left, I heard the news on the radio and it said that the total amount of noise measured in um, in the Netherlands has been going down tremendously over the past few weeks. So there's no noise pollution and instead you hear nature, you hear the birds and there are tons and tons of birds in this area. It's very rural on my left. I'm, since I'm a little bit up on the on the dike here, on the left I, I oversee this, this huge field of green grass that stretches out all the way to the edge of the city in the distance. And this is a preferred place for lots of birds, small and big, to nest, to hunt for food, to mate. There are little birds on the water, quacking around. Big swans just... Uh, about 10 minutes ago, there was this huge white swan taking off over the water and his, the wingtips were, were 
clapping on the water. It's just almost like an airplane. Very impressive. And you hear the small birds as well. And I almost feel a little bit guilty to talk because it's so nice to be walking here. You hear that? Almost sounds like special sound effects or something like that. <laughs> I'm almost alone here. There are a few people walking their dog in, uh, in the grass near the, near the water. Everybody tries to keep a huge distance. Even the bikes that are passing me by are trying to to pass me by with the greatest distance possible on this path. And normally with this kind of weather, because it's warm, this is almost summer weather, this place would be crowded with, with people enjoying the sunshine. There's the lone runner approaching me. Uh, you would have motor, motorbikes normally. There would be just so much noise and so much traffic here. Because we Dutch, we love to be outside. We love to be in our bikes. But not during these times of corona. I'm very glad that I took this walk. I, um, I'm trying to work mostly in the morning also to give myself a a certain regularity in uh, in during the day and then around lunchtime I I quit working I may still do a few things in the afternoon but mostly I try to um, work on my health go out for a walk read a book play a video game watch a movie now I'm going down. I'm going to follow this road next to this farm that goes to the left, actually going almost in the same direction back to where I came from because if I continue to walk on the dike, I'm going to make such a huge detour that it will take me at least another two or three hours to get back home. Whereas I think that if I go to the left here, I rejoin the road that I walked earlier today. And then I think in total, how much have I walked? I'm wearing two digital watches, one on my left arm, this is a regular one, and then my, my sports watch on my right arm. And it says I've walked seven miles and 38, what is it, feet? I don't know how that works. <laughs> I always have it on miles because I use this watch for running. And when I'm training, I prefer to count in miles because it seems that it's not as far as in kilometers. <laughs> it's a psychological trick that I use, but then I don't really know how to read that, nor how to convert that in kilometers. But I feel that this is, this is good for me to, to be walking outside. I get my vitamin D because of the sun shining on my skin. I'm burning some calories and I can do some thinking, which is really um, beneficial and nice to have some time to 
reflect, to meditate, to develop ideas. And if I walk, I always tend to think better than when I'm just sitting in a chair. I just fall asleep when I try to do that. So on the way to the water, I was developing a concept that I uh, came up with um, a couple of days ago, and it's actually a development of an idea that I've had for many years. And that is I would like to create something for kids that they can watch to prepare for Sunday liturgy. A lot of families nowadays have difficulties transmitting faith to their children because they themselves have not received much faith education, haven't learned how to pray, don't know much about their own faith. And even though there are a lot of books and, and websites with information, what seems to be lacking is video content. So uh, I, I was thinking what, what Sesame Street does for kids and also for that age category, you, you'd need something like that in, for, for Catholic education, for faith education. Something that is fun, that is creative, that children love to watch, that is funny, but can also be about deeper themes, greater questions. And you'd need to, to have something like that that they could watch in normal times, uh, on a Saturday evening or sometime during the weekend, and that would prepare them for what they would hear in church or would motivate them to go to church or in some cases may even give them something... Uh, in the case that they don't go to church. So kind of like a low threshold type of fun program that can help families to grow closer to the church and uh, to journey in faith. And so now with the corona situation, that has become all of a sudden very urgent I've been uh, streaming masses for the past few weekends now. And many of my colleagues are scrambling to do the same with sometimes good, sometimes not so good results. But we tend to forget these families. We tend to forget the children that up until the beginning of this corona crisis were, were preparing for First Communion, for Confirmation... Uh, went to church regularly you could you could reach them and now we forget about them and we leave it to the parents and many parents as i said don't really know what to do <laughs> don't have the material so i was uh, thinking of creating something for easter and then continue to do to make a program every week for the upcoming weeks and maybe months that we'll be in this situation and we won't be able to welcome families in the church to big ducks are walking around proudly over the over the grass here on my right on the other side of the canal hello and a horizontal bike passing me by I see a lot of those today so instead of sitting on the bike upright 
these bikes still have two wheels, but the person on it is stretched out, is kind of almost like on a, on a deck chair uh, on the beach. And they have their hands underneath their, uh, their legs to steer. Always looks very uh, dangerous to me. I wouldn't know how to keep my balance, but apparently from those that I know that have a bike like that, it is actually a much more comfortable way to, uh, to bike. And because you're lower, you're kind of not sitting upright, there's not much air resistance, so you can go much faster. And apparently even the transmission of your, the energy in your legs is more efficient, so you can go uh, at really high speed compared to regular bikes. Here's a regular bike coming my way. So it sounds intriguing, but those bikes are expensive too. So I do need a new bike, but I don't think I will get be getting one of those. And so I came up with the idea of creating um, uh, something with, with toy animals. A couple of days ago I went to a toy store and I bought a flamingo <laughs> and a, a tiger, um, a penguin. What else? Oh, a crocodile, like a small crocodile. Very sad looking crocodile. Oh, look at that bird. Wow, beautiful brown bird with a almost orange head and a very long beak. And uh, it's actually a water bird, I think. Well, I, I'm not sure. That beak, of course, is excellent if you want to find insects the thing the funny thing is normally these these birds like these you see them from a distance they don't get as close as they do now maybe it is because everything for the, for nature also has changed and they're not used to human beings anymore so they're not afraid of me funny or maybe normally there's just too much noise too much traffic for these birds to get anywhere close to the road as they're doing now Lots of bikes. They're going to close up some of these roads during the Easter weekend because they're afraid that there will be too many bikes and more specifically motorbikes that are going to block everything and then people won't be able to keep their distance. The whole keeping your distance thing on the bikes, by the way, is kind of weird because when you're walking or when you're uh, in the street, they tell you to keep a distance of about a meter and a half like one person, person's length away from other people. But when you're on a bike and there's someone biking in front of you, if the, if the person in front of you is, let's say, 10 meters away from you, but sneezes, a few seconds later, you'll be in that cloud of, of droplets. So I would say for, for bikers, you'd need so much more distance because the speed is bigger. But anyway, I'm not on a bike right now. <laughs> So, and, and we already had in uh, one of our parish churches a bear that they used for the smallest children in church. So when they would go to their own liturgy of the word, uh, this bear, it's even a bear with a, uh, um, a stole and a, a, um, an alb. So it's a liturgical bear. <laughs> and uh, 
And I figured, well, you know what? If we have like this priest bear t- character, then you need parishioners. So what if I would take a couple of animals and then uh, they would uh, go to church? And so the children could watch this on Sunday morning and they would have a small 10 minutes liturgy of the word or something like that. And the father bear or whatever you want to call him could uh, read the gospel and then they could have a, a short conversation. Wow, another beautiful bird. <laughs> and I was being chased away by another male bird who's protecting the female bird. Yeah, this is mating season or maybe even nesting season. So, uh, the uh, the idea would be that uh, these these animals go to, go to church because they're their own fluffy chapel or something like that and uh, and then the children could we would invite the children to part participate in the sense that we would for instance start by lighting a candle or the animals would would light a candle and then the the animal pastor could ask the children at home to also just light a candle and think of someone you want to pray for today then you would have a, a short reading of the gospel maybe we'll even put it in form of a a short rhyme or something like that, just a very brief version of the gospel story, and then a small conversation between the the pastor and the and the other animals, and then maybe uh, a, uh, an intercession intercessory. How do you say that? You pray for others, <laughs> and uh, conclude with the Our Father, and maybe a song or something like that, or a little bit of music. And silence, but, but just do something that you could you can celebrate at home, but at the same time, it's not grown-up liturgy. You know, it's something that is that speaks to children. And so I was kind of thinking of, about how to do that, how to pull that off. And um, I always need to get my ducks in a row. In this case, almost literally, <laughs> although I don't have a duck animal yet, I do have a mouse. Forgot about that one. And. Um, I, then I, once I had it figured out, more or less, I called up uh, um, a, a writer um, who, who has also, she's written um, the Christmas stories that I filmed last year with the miniature, you know, the, the, um, the Christmas diorama that I filmed. Those were a huge hit. People love those stories. She's a very good writer. Um, and so I, uh, I explained the concept and she's going to write the text for um, these children's liturgies, or not really liturgy, but it doesn't, it's not meant to replace um, going to church, but it's something additional that you can do. And in this case, it can be the only thing that, that, that children can do on Sundays. And, and then we would, I would like to have it so that children and parents can can join together in those, you know, 10 minutes or 15 minutes. So, uh, the, Mariette, that's the name of the writer, she was very enthusiastic about the whole idea, so she will start to write uh, the text. And then um, what I will do first is, or in this first stage, this is still in a kind of in a pilot slash development phase, I'll just read the whole thing, and I'll do the voices myself, record it, add sound effects, add music, and then I'll have a voice track, 
and then with that voice track I can do the filming I'm going to keep it very simple it's not going to be you know fully animated uh, Sesame Street type of stuff but I can move the the puppets in front of the camera a little bit uh, and that'll probably do the trick I, I just want it to be very simple something you could almost perform live uh, for two reasons a, it's much faster to produce. I don't want this to become another, you know, super complicated project that is very hard to um, to maintain in the long run. So it needs to be simple. And I've also heard from several parents, actually, that the Lego videos that I made in the past uh, worked really well with certain children because it's not very animated. It is very, you know, kind of calm. Uh, the Lego... The, I don't do the the um, stop motion animation. I just move them with uh, a bit of sticky paper sometimes in front of the camera. It's very simple. And it's a story that is the most important. So it helps children focus on the story instead of being distracted by, you know, exuberant animation. Although, in the long run, if this works, if this uh, helps people, helps families, I'd, I'd love to go a step further and maybe have people create specific puppets, you know, kind of Muppet Show style puppets maybe in the future. But let's just start simple, in a very simple way. So that's kind of what I've been doing during this walk and I think that it really helped me to be walking outside and thinking thinking this through and also discarding like 90% of the ideas that uh, floated around in my mind and get to the core so that's going to be, a, I think, a, a good project to work on in the next couple of days. It's going to be a strange Holy Week anyway. Normally it's a super busy week. Um, where, of course, I have to go to multiple churches for all the celebrations. Now, I only have to celebrate um, Good Friday liturgy and Easter morning and the other... Celebrations. I will be the cameraman slash director. So um, Father Mauricio is going to celebrate, um, uh, what is it, uh, Holy Thursday. We can't even con-celebrate. It's not permitted by the Vatican. <laughs> it's, it's going to be so strange. So anyway, um, he'll, he'll celebrate uh, Holy Thursday. So I'll make sure that that gets aired for my parishioners. I'm not going to do international celebrations for for everything um that is that would just clash with the schedule of the parishes so i'll pick up uh english mass uh the week after easter again probably so for the for the for the upcoming days we're just going to do it in dutch because i'll have plenty of uh, of work to make that happen so friday i do it myself that's going to be a bit tricky in terms of filming because of course i can't do any camera switching um and then the easter vigil will be done by our pastor so the head of the parish uh, father joachim skiba that is also going to be very challenging of course it's a long liturgy but in a way i'm glad that i only have to do the filming because it's a uh, that would be impossible to, to pull off by myself in front of a camera with no one present. I, I just wouldn't know how to pull that off. But uh, together we can probably do it in such a way that, at least for the people at home, it will feel like 
real liturgy, hopefully. One thing that I actually like about what we do for the kids is that we make the liturgy interactive. So there will be certain moments during that children's liturgy that we invite the children to, for instance, to write down their intentions. We'll have a moment of silence where they can read it and share it with the rest of the family. And, uh, and they can light a candle at the beginning, etc. So there will be, there will be a, a also a, a challenge at the end, something before we, the, the father bear uh, says the blessing, they get something that they can do, like uh, they have to draw something or make something, and then uh, they, they can work on that for the rest of the day if they want to. <laughs> They're very creative. Um, whereas the, um, the liturgy that we're currently streaming, in a certain way, is very passive. Uh, we perform it in front of a camera, um, and, but it, it is also, I mean, it could lead to very passive participation. Um, I'm, I don't know. We'd have to ask people how they experience it. From what I've heard so far, people do uh, really uh, experience the liturgy that we air as something that helps them connect but I guess it depends on how also how it is filmed I make sure that I zoom in on the priest or the the pastor who's there um, I I try to really do the camera work in such a way that it 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 helps people to have this proximity what is it what I've what I've seen a lot on, on the web right now in parishes is far away liturgy. So they have one camera, sometimes even a, just a phone. It's not hooked up to the sound system. So it, you see this, just this one static image of an altar somewhere in the distance and the priest is super tiny. You can barely see his expressions. And the sound is also very distant because of the echo in, the, in these churches, of course. And all that, I think leads to even more passivity you feel extremely I, feel, I, I can't watch that for a long time because I feel like there's no connection when the priest is talking to me in the homily I just see this tiny figure in the distance and it just doesn't work especially because a lot of people are watching this on smaller screens than, than the view you would have in real life people are watching that on their tablets on their phones maybe on their smart TVs even though for Facebook that's pretty difficult so that's why I chose to put the camera to use zoom lenses let's get pretty up close to with the priest especially during the prayers and um, and the homily so that the priest can actually and fortunately uh, Father Mauricio is used to camera so he knows how to make I constantly makes eye contact with the camera which I think is a talent a lot of people have difficulty looking at a camera as if they're talking to a person but he's got this, uh, this knack for it. And that works. You can totally tell by the reactions that people are... Oh, now I see this other, uh, same bird that I saw just a few minutes ago with his long beak. And now he's walking on the... This is probably another bird. But the same uh, species. Walking around the, uh, the side of the water. And he's using his beak to... To look in the... Oh, there are two more. So he's... Uh, probably digging up snails and little you know water insects maybe 
So I guess that because it's such a long and sharp beak, oh, these are two different colors. So one is smaller, has a much more orangey tint. That is probably the, this, the that's a male um, bird. And then there's this much more grayish brown, slightly bigger bird. And that's, I think, the female. Interesting. And again, I've never seen them this close. A lot of wind. Fortunately, it is very nice temperature. So the... Um, the, the 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 overall result is is pretty good, and I'm learning a lot while filming. Uh, and it is also uh, funny that because I'm filming, I'm paying much more attention to the whole thing. It's it, it's for me, it's a more intense way of concelebrating. I'm not really concelebrating, but if I'm just a, an assistant priest concelebrating, um, I'm I'm much less focused on on the liturgy and I tend to kind of pray or or uh, my, my mind just strays away <laughs> whereas because I'm filming I have to listen and then I have to think okay what what do I do now do I move the camera do I zoom in can I illustrate this with uh, camera B or camera C I'm by the way so happy that I've been able to hook up three cameras now that's a real game changer and it just hit me like I was constantly fighting with the technology because I only had two USB ports on my on my MacBook Air and with the modern MacBooks it's even worse they only have like one USB-C port and you have to buy all these extension devices to hook up more equipment and it hit me I have that iMac in the office and it has multiple USB ports turns out it has four USB ports and two um, faster ports. What's the term that uh, Apple uses again? Um, uh, anyway, I forgot. It's kind of rem- it's not really used that much, only by Apple as usual. Um, but it's got pretty high speed connections. Was well, not FireWire. It's like the successor to FireWire. Oh well, it doesn't matter. Anyway, four USB ports and a pretty powerful processor much more powerful i think it's an i5 processor that's in there has more memory than my macbook so it uh, it definitely helped and so i'm hooking up three cameras and i can switch and then i can do the like professional camera switching where i i i show the image of camera a for instance that would be a, to- a total shot of the altar and like a, a wide angle shot and in the meantime i'm adjusting the zoom camera, zoom the, the one camera with the zoom lens, and I prepare for the next shot. And once I've got the camera in place and I've locked the exposure, etc., and and the uh, focus, then I switch to that camera. And that's exactly how it works in in live television as well. While you show one picture, the camera, the second cameraman is adjusting his his shot, and then once the shot is stable, they switch to that one. Noisy little bird. <laughs> uh, I guess they all want to be on a on a podcast today. So I'm learning a lot by just experimenting. The only thing is, I I do start to discover why in normal situations you would have at least two people, one 
person just for the camera work and then the other one for the switching and maybe even giving instructions to the camera people like I need a shot I need a close-up of this or that because now I'm constantly running around uh, running from the cameras to the Mac and then switching again and of course eventually you, you end up making mistakes because uh, not always paying attention you need a lot of concentration and I think it's only going to get worse during Easter celebrations because there's just these are long liturgies and there's a lot happening and it's, you can't really run on routine anyway we'll see we do what we can and I actually had some parishioners tell me that they liked the, the mistakes the most <laughs> like at one point I'd forgotten to fix the camera head and then it start while I was doing something else on the computer it started to slowly drop to the side and so <laughs> was as if cameraman was completely drunk and that made people laugh so yeah I guess it's not a problem if it's a little bit uh, a little bit funky from time to time oh wow this is a huge detour that I'm making definitely walking all the way back to the east but still the sun hasn't set yet and temperature is very nice I'm, I'm starting to get hungry though <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm sleeping so much more lately than I did while I was still at work. For, for some reason, this being inside and being closed up and not having my uh, routines is much more demanding. It takes more energy, so I'm more tired in the evening. Very often, I, I do notice that I have... I've I've gained the ability to say no to myself because normally I would I would uh, often in the evening even produce live streams or a YouTube video uh, I would feel guilty it's like come on I haven't updated the YouTube site let's let's record something now I'm just nah I'm just taking it easy I do what I do I do I work in the, mor in the mornings, I, I have to be outside, I have to walk, I have to train, um, I need time to read a book. All that is just as important as work. And uh, what does not exist is also not expected. <laughs> so when it comes to these creative things, as long as I'm doing my podcast, that's something that we have a like a relationship <laughs> we, we, this, this is a weekly appointment for me to record the walk so but for, for YouTube I can make one video a week or I can make ten a week I don't really have an audience with a certain specific expectation and I should be very careful to also create expectations so I stream when I have energy and when I have time and if I don't if I feel just tired or I just want to sit and watch a movie I'll do that and I really try to slow myself down and and uh, go against my inner tendency to uh, to always overdo it to um, to never really stop the machine and I think it is important because I'm working at home now I don't have the office anymore normally it, it when I was working at the office, I would close the door at 5 o'clock, everybody would go home, and that would be my mental signal to stop and to do something else. And I would feel totally free to do that, having worked, you know, eight hours. But now that I'm working at home, it's much harder, and the tendency, the, the temptation to work 
at any time of the day and, and every day of the week is very big. And I've just noticed that in the first two weeks, um, it wore me down. It was just so much to do. I was working harder than, than before the whole corona situation. But now in this holy week, thank God, it, things are slowing down. And it is also because I don't have all these liturgical obligations in different places anymore. It helps me center. I haven't had this feeling, wow, look at that beautiful swan. Beautiful. It's passing me by here on the left in the water. Wow, these are majestic animals. So beautiful. And of course, it doesn't make any sound. So you have to take my word for it. <laughs> it was looking at me quizzically, though. Um, but uh, one, of, one of the issues that I struggled with for the past few months, and I think I've shared this also on the walk from time to time, is this dispersion. The fact that every weekend I had to be elsewhere and had to deal with different churches, different audiences, different expectations also. And that required so much more um, energy, attention, because I really want to... I, ca I can't just um, do my thing. In <laughs> I always really want to make sure that what I preach, uh, the way we celebrate liturgy has you know works for that particular community and then there was always this race against the clock you have to finish mass in one hour if you're if it takes five minutes longer i'm going to be in trouble because i won't have time to travel from one church to another there was always this this uh, restlessness almost even during especially during the first mass constantly like oh what time is it oh man we're falling behind i need to really wrap things up uh because it's another 20-minute drive to the, to the other church. And uh, especially the last few months, I'd, I had normally celebrated three Masses in three different locations every weekend. And, uh, of course, I love to help. But I also noticed that I was longing for a retreat. You know, just... Uh, I'm thinking with so much nostalgia of those days that I spent in France last year with Father Theo uh, in his small French village where every day is so calm and there's so much time to just <laughs> to just be instead of having to do stuff. Um, and this, the corona situation, is actually having a very beneficial effect on me. I I'm starting to calm down. I'm starting to slow down. Maybe that's why I'm so tired in the evenings. It's because of the fatigue is now finally uh, kicking in. And I think that's a good thing. I, I've noticed that in, in a certain way, I'm more productive, even though my life is much calmer than it used to be. I'm not sure if that's something that everyone can say. But I don't mind... Um, having less mobility. I do miss, of course, the the social moments. I was very happy yesterday. Was it yesterday? Today is Monday. Wow. Yesterday, I celebrated my birthday on Palm Sunday. Hello. <laughs> I don't know what he said, but something. Um, he, uh, of our, 
I, um, it was the 5th of April. I was supposed to run the Marathon of Rotterdam <laughs> in a parallel universe. But uh, instead, I filmed Palm Sunday Mass. And then we had a long discussion and a long talk about how to do the Holy Week celebrations. And then I just sat in the garden. I had two people come over, two of my parishioners. Uh, even with a present that was very kind of them. So we had a cup of tea. So, and um, and cookies. I didn't even have cake because I didn't expect anyone. And then uh, around five, uh, Hank and Inge came over. Uh, Inge, of course, from work. Hank is a uh, an acolyte in the uh, in the church location where where I live, so St. Joseph's Church. And he's helping out a lot with the uh, celebrations and the organization of everything. And, uh, and we had spare ribs. <laughs> there was a, a restaurant that I passed by. Actually, in the last episode of The Walk, remember that? I walked past a, a, a restaurant and I, I noticed that they had takeaway spare ribs. So that's what we ordered. <laughs> and it was really good. It was way too much food. But it was, it was great. It was just... I, I don't think I've ever had... Uh, not, not in recent years, had a... a a birthday where it was so nice and and you know with just a few visitors it wasn't it wasn't too much it wasn't over the top either uh, well actually that's a, that's the same thing so you can have two types of of birthdays birthdays where it's just me and sometimes it happens because it's always around easter or just before right after easter i hardly ever celebrated on the day itself um so in the past, my mom would also would always invite us over to her place, and then we'd celebrate it with family. Um, I rarely have guests at at my place, or you can have these very busy birthdays where there are too many people, and you're kind of glad when it's all over. At least I am. But this was a this was a very very good way. You know, just a few visitors. Nice talks, nothing special, good food, and then early to bed. I was really a happy camper. <laughs> anyway, um, I think I'm going to wrap things up because I don't have that much to say. I'm just enjoying this walk, and I hope that I'm not boring you too much with this kind of laid-back conversation. It's a bit one-way today, I'm sorry. I don't have that many profound things to say about Holy Week. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm not in a very preachy mode. It's probably because it's Monday that I'm recording this, but I do hope that you're going to get a a nice, easy, calm, inspiring Holy Week. And, of course, it is the week in which we commemorate the suffering of Jesus, and that is super relevant today uh, his suffering is is the suffering of all these people that are affected by the virus and so there are many many ways in which you can I think connect the events that we commemorate with current events in the world and maybe it may be in your own personal life so I hope it's going to be an inspiring and, and maybe also hope giving uh, week for you as for the other podcasts, I, uh, I'm just going to record my regular weekly show 
And then uh, the first episode of this new show that I announced last week, Father Roderick to the Max, which is a show. Uh, it's a full-fledged podcast now for the for the patrons. Noisy motorbike. Yeah. Otherwise, peace returns here on the countryside in Holland. So again, that was something I intended to record last week but I just didn't get to it it's just too busy so I'm just going to record it this week and uh, the first episode of the of Father Roderick to the Max is also going to be shared in the regular podcast feed so if you're not a patron uh, you can still enjoy it it's my little birthday present for all my followers so I really appreciate uh, that you're listening and uh, and also Thank you to all of you who have sent their birthday greetings on on social media. That, that's always <laughs> that's one of the funnest things of of social media. You get so many people that congratulate you for your birthday, which normally would only be my parishioners if they know that it is my birthday. But uh, it's it's a nice moment of community. It's it's when you realize just how many people are seeing updates because normally during the year you post something and then. You'll get a few comments and a few likes, but uh, these birthdays, it's like, wow, there's just, it's, it's unstoppable. There's so many people. Um, and so it's a, it's a great way, I think, to, to experience a little bit of the, of the volume of that community and, uh, and also the, the, the connection that you have. All righty. Well, thank you so much for listening and stay healthy, stay safe, be careful. And uh, and let's let's keep let's carry each other in in our prayers in these upcoming days. And I hope you have a very blessed Easter. If we don't hear each other or speak to each other in the meantime, um, we'll talk soon. Take care and God bless. <laughs>